Welcome back to Left on Red, a Go Load original podcast with me, Julie Haynes. And me, Brenda Dennehy. This week we have something a bit different. Rather than just us telling you our stories, we have Claire on the line with us who has a story she wants to share with you all. Hi Claire, thanks so much for joining us. You have a bit of a like a horrifying story actually when um, I found out about it. But rather you than me, we want you to tell us the story. Do you want to start from the beginning? So, yeah, so when I used to go to work in the mornings, I'd come out of my house. There was a guy next door to me who I just thought was a bit of a lonely guy that just happened to live next door. And he would be there. And I just thought, oh, well, you know, coincidence, Um, picking his rubbish out or, you know, walking to the paper shop or whatever. And then he started walking with me every morning down to the train station, which was slightly, you know, didn't really want him to do that, making kind of small talk and stuff. Um, And obviously he knew I was married and could see I was pregnant and everything. And Claire, like roughly how many mornings a week when you would leave the house was he outside? Would it be like seven mornings or like five mornings of the week or was it maybe two or three or what? It was practically all the time. It was not all the time. Every single yeah, it just it sort of started out probably, I don't know, once or twice, and then it just got more and more until it was practically like every day. And also there was other strange things like uh, when I was in the shower and our bathroom adjoined where his room was on the other side of the wall, there'd be like weird tapping from the other side of the wall, like knocking. And I can't, were you the only one that heard this then? Did your husband ever hear it or was it just you? Was it just when you were in the house on your own? Well, what I tried to work out was, was it just me? Was it a coincidence? You know, what was going on here? So my husband at the time, we did an experiment. And when he was in the shower, there was no tapping. But then as soon as I was in there, the tapping would start again, the knocking would start. So we worked out that because I didn't listen to, I just had a shower in silence. That's kind of how we knew because he could hear the radio when my husband was in there through the wall. So he so was just basically like trying to freak you out. Mm, I think so, yeah. And was um, it a certain type of tapping like? Was it the same tapping each time? or Slow knocking as if to go, I'm here on the, on the other side of the wall, you know. So eventually, well, after, I don't know, it must have been about maybe a month or so of this going on, I was just so sort of freaked out by it. And I thought, this isn't right. You know, he was actually waiting for me outside the house and stuff. And then one day he was actually at the train station when I got off the train in the evening. And because I didn't get the same train, I just thought, hmm, how long has this guy been waiting there? You know, I could not believe it. And then that's what made me realise this is not a coincidence. He just isn't just picking the rubbish out, you know, or going to the paper shop. And it was because... As I say, you know, I didn't ever get the same train, so I wouldn't have been at that station at the same time. Mm. So how long had he been waiting for me to get off the train, you know? And I didn't want him there. And I was annoyed then. I was like, I don't want to get off the train and see you or come out of my door and see you standing there. Thanks. Absolutely. You know, leave me alone. I actually have the shivers. Like, And was he walking towards you then when he seen you getting off the train? Yeah, like, oh, hello, like, like almost like a boyfriend, come to meet you. Did you walk home from the train station? Yeah. And was he home. walking behind you? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Or and trying to walk with me and talk to me as if we were, you know, a couple. A couple. 
yeah. And then we were, did you ever kind of spot any other people kind of seeing, you know, him following you, walking with you, who probably appeared uncomfortable? Did you ever see anyone kind of looking, going, I wonder, is that lady okay? Did anyone ever come up to you or anything or look at you no, with concern no. or anything? I don't, well, because when at our train station, it's, it's not a main train station. Mm. So often there wasn't anyone else around. So I'd be on my own coming off the train. Which probably made know. things even worse. Yeah. And dark. Uh, did you ever like, I suppose, and I know you're a very polite person and everything, but like, was there ever a time you would just wanted to lash out and just be like, you know, would you just F off? Would you leave me alone? I Were you nearly to. scared to do it because it would, you know? Yeah. Well, that, that last occasion when I saw him at the track, you know, when he was there at the, in the end of the day, I did, I was really off when we were, you know, he was trying to walk with me back up the road to the house and I was just very, very rude and off with him because I was so, so pissed off. It's like, what, you know, why are you here? What are you doing? Absolutely. And like, was he getting kind of angry then with you when you weren't like replying to him? Was he getting a bit frustrated? I think what, because what I did, yes, he was. And I was just being really rude and off and I sort of sped up. So he he wasn't right next to me, you know. And I just made it very obvious I didn't want to walk. And oh, was that his first and last time then coming to the train station to meet you? Yeah, because that's when I got back and said, this isn't right. And I found out who his landlord, because next door to us was like a sort of um, bed sits. And I found out who the landlord was and rang. And I was fully expecting, you know, the person on the other end to go, oh, you just don't worry about it, he's harmless or whatever. And as soon as I started telling the story, she went, oh, right, put the phone down now and call the police immediately I can't tell you anymore and I was like oh my god what on earth is going on here I'm really freaked out so did that and again you know got three to people told them where I live told them the address of this guy and they said right we're going to send two officers around this afternoon and sent two police officers around that day and it turns out long story short that he had just come out of prison and he had been housed in this bedsit next door to me to, you know, had no idea about his background. And he'd been in prison for stalking and harassing other women who he lived near. And he was actually banned from that area where he'd been doing that. Oh but unfortunately, that meant he was now living on the other side of the wall to me. And just bringing it back now again. So those mornings that he was outside waiting for you to come out. Like, what way was his attitude? Was he nice? Did he come across like a really nice, friendly man? Obviously, at this stage, you didn't know that he was stalking. Yeah, like, exactly. Was he nice? Um, he was. He was. He was. Um, he was a nice. You know, I thought he was a nice guy. I just felt sorry for him. I thought oh, he's a little bit odd, a little bit of a weirdo. He's obviously very lonely, and obviously, you know, being sort of like you don't want to be rude to someone, so you kind of like, oh, you know, make small talk, chit chat. Yeah, he didn't come across as as nasty. No, no. And was he like the same kind of age as you, roughly? Like he's a bit older. I'd probably older. say maybe ten years older. Okay. I think Claire it's an Irish thing as well I think you know the way we all are kind of polite and you even if there's someone and you think that they might be kind of nearly freaking you out or kind of you know following yours he kind of looking at me a certain way you don't want to straight away be kind of like you know thinking they're weird or you want to be nice to them to their face you know yeah. I, think well, I was just like oh I'm just being dark I'm overreacting I'm because that's that's something else that this woman who wants to play and said you know because I said to her oh I'm probably overreacting you know but blah 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 and she was like, you're not overreacting. But she, because of data protection mm. and everything, she couldn't go into 
who he was and his background and that's why she told me to call the police and obviously when you're told to hang up immediately and call the police you're like what on earth you know it's a bit scary and then what else did the police tell you they came around and what other kind of could they tell you about him um they said that he had form and he was out on license and if i wanted to i could you know um sort of make it a bit more formal and he'd go back to prison but again that sort of politeness thing and because I felt sorry for him I didn't want him to go back to prison I just felt like oh no I don't want to be responsible for sending someone to prison but because he was out on license and he'd sort of broken those terms by following me and contacting me and whatever you know he could have gone back into prison but my big thing was why did I not know that this person was living next door to me you know I felt really really vulnerable absolutely just, yeah but that's what, another thing I was going to ask you your neighbours around the area were you friendly with them or did they know about this man did they ever come knocking at your door and be like you know th- no because um the street that we lived in I you know my house is like my own house but the next door was kind of a bit like um it's divided up into four bed sets so it was kind of like you know the neighbours didn't really know who lived in there it was like very much um come and go kind of place you know okay and was he just doing it to you do you know of or any any other neighbors on your road at that time I think it was just me because I you know I live next door I probably said hello to him I've been friendly and that's what the police said they said um you know because I was polite and friendly to Mm -hmm. him he mistook that because of his kind of mental condition or whatever state he was in he mistook politeness for you know interest in him and in fact the the crime you know that he'd one of the things that he'd done in the past that he'd been in prison for was he'd been spying on a previous neighbor through her window so she didn't even know that he was watching her and filming her and stuff oh my god and one day she'd been having breakfast and he said to the police well oh she obviously wanted to give me a blowjob because of the way she was licking her spoon oh my god Oh. She'd just been eating her breakfast, you know, oh. did he, she didn't even know he was out there watching. And recording her off like a camcorder. I don't know, they didn't tell me the detail, but he was, you know, yeah, spying on her recording and doing similar things. Like they'd said that, you know, because I lived in a sort of block of flats, when she'd gone out to have a cigarette in the communal sort of garden bit, he would always be there. And it was a very similar situation you know where he'd wait for her to go outside and then he'd sort of like appear which is exactly what happened to me you know yeah and, like, and it's kind of like, yeah with, with the record with the recording obviously we know that he had recorded that old neighbor did they ever find recordings of you not as far as i'm aware not no. that you know of but you have a feeling that he was recording you well i don't i honestly don't know i don't know but you know another point was that um you know when i said to the police about well what you know why wasn't i told it seemed at the time, and I don't know whether um, things have changed now, hopefully they have, the police were really off and were like, well, you know, they've got to live somewhere and if we can't go around telling people where, the, you know, these kind of people live because then obviously you get vigilantes and people going and, you know, you know like knocking on the door and yeah. attacking them and stuff. So it seemed to me that I was kind of just left in this vulnerable position to sort of protect him, you know, yeah. protect um, ex-offenders. It's awful. I do think, I agree with you there. I think like we should be all told, you know, especially mm. if a man like that is living next door to us or in our estate, you know, especially like in your case, you were pregnant, you know, and it's all, it's absolutely awful that you were put into that situation. And at one point, I remember going into his flat, you know, you went, before oh, I was in you. Yeah. And I just think now, God, what could have happened? Nothing did happen that on that occasion. But, you know, 
all the other thing the police said was that it sort of starts out and obviously as we know these sort of crimes like innocent oh you know me just happened to be at the door walk you to the station we can have a chat then it escalates doesn't it then you get the spying and then you get you know where's it going to end and did that happen when you first moved into the house were you in the house before he moved into his bed or what way did it work I don't know because when this started happening probably hadn't lived there very long maybe a few months to a year but I don't know whether he was there or not yeah he just turned up outside your door one morning yeah 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 well not outside the door you know he sort of made it look as if he just happened to be coming out of his his, house at the same time you know Claire at the time as well I know you were pregnant so I can imagine you were anxious enough as it is like how did you feel then being pregnant and all of this was going on really really vulnerable and like you know because obviously you worry about your baby don't you and what what's he gonna do how's how far is he gonna go yeah it was it was really worrying and stressful and what about your husband then when you went home then and you told your husband what was his reaction like yeah just really um obviously really cross really angry yeah same as me like what is going on and did you confront him before you went to the police or before you rang no, the landlord? Because we didn't know what he was going to do. We thought the best method was to deal with it through the right, you know, with the police. Yeah, absolutely. And what, what else did the police, were they able to disclose to you? And I suppose I'm wondering as well, like, was there a case that you kind of wanted to put a formal complaint in against him that he would go back to prison? What was your kind of thinking around that? Just that I... um I could have done that, but I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't put someone in prison, even though that sounds mad, doesn't it? Because of, you know, he'd broken his um, license provisions. You know, he, he shouldn't have done that. Mm. That was part of the conditions of, you know, being out. But I just have this, you know, I just couldn't, I didn't want to be responsible for sending him back to prison. I, I still felt sorry for him, if I'm honest. I thought, oh, he's just a, you know, he's he's um, he's sad. He's just a really sad bloke. I kind of understand it. Like, obviously, I haven't had a personal experience, but I probably understand it. And I'm kind of wondering if there was a case, if you thought that you did put in that formal complaint and did go to court and then he was put in prison, would you think you'd have feared then if he got out again, he'd come after you again? Exactly. Because the thing is, he knows where I live, you know, and I was about to have a little baby. And I just didn't want that. I just wanted it to go away. I wanted him to go away, which, which is what happened, actually. And how were you given any idea of where he was going then? Did the police inform you of that? No, because what happened was I had to ring his landlord again and say, I now know you know, his background, I know all about him. And the landlord, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but he sort of tried to make a joke and go, oh, you know, back in the old days, we would have just put something in his tea, and, you know, sort of like as if it was a big joke mm. and it wasn't a joke so anyway he evicted I, I got really angry with him and he ended up yeah giving him his notice because obviously he was only renting and the day he moved out it was a weekend so we were around and unfortunately he saw us when he was loading up his van or whatever and they just started screaming at us in the street you know like that, that's when he got angry and that's when I saw a different side to him I thought oh my god he's not harmless at all you know he's a very very, very angry man. So in the end, his landlord did evict him. Yeah. The day he was shouting you the street, did you retaliate or anything? Did you or did you just stand no. there? You just did nothing. Well, no, I just went inside. Just went inside and just you know you can't because he's obviously unhinged, and you don't want to you know. As I said, you know he knew where we lived. Absolutely. And from the day he started this to the day he was evicted, how long in total was it going on? Oh goodness, um, I'd say. Probably a couple of months. 
It's a long time. It's a very, very long time to be living like that. Living well, because you, you don't want to sort of, you just think, ah, I'm just being ridiculous. He's, he's a, you know, just, I must be overreacting. There's nothing going on here, you know. And do you, um, do you think as well, because you're like, you're a very friendly person and Julie and I, we're both, we're friendly. We talk to anyone, you know, yeah. do you think if it was a case where you just probably would have ignored him, didn't pay him any attention, that he wouldn't have started stalking you because that's exactly what he did? Or do you think maybe, you were a victim yeah. all along? Did you ever kind of think, not to put blame on yourself or anything like that at all at all, because... I know myself, I'd be, I'm friendly with my neighbours now and I wouldn't, you know, you just take them at face value. But do you ever kind of think, what if circumstances were different? Would he still have stalked me or was it, you know, I'm just kind of wondering your thinking on that. Well, it's hard, it's hard to know. But yes, the police did say he misinterprets things like mm. with the other woman in the cereal spoon. And because I had said, you know, you all, you know, when he started talking to me in the first place, I'd kind of like had a chat with him, as you do with your neighbour in the street. He misinterpreted that as me being interested, even though I was clearly pregnant and had a husband, you know. Um, so who knows? And I'm just wondering as well, I know here in Ireland, I think there's the sex offenders list, but I, mm. we're not made aware of who's on it. And mm. I suppose when it comes to that, do you think that we should be made more aware of names, where they live, all that information? Do you think like everyone has a right to know where someone is? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in two minds about that because I can totally see there would be a problem with um, you know, vigilantes mm. that get and then they get the wrong person, or even if they have got the right person, if that information's out there, you know, you don't want people taking the law into their own hands and just going around and beating people up or whatever, or worse. But I think since it happened to me, I think the law has changed here in England in that I think you are now allowed to, if you've got a new partner, you're allowed to ask the police for any kind of back information. If you're worried about them and say you've got children, you're allowed to ask the police for any kind of um, past crimes or information that, you know, about their um, past history. And then they, they, they can disclose any kind of offences to you if there's a child involved. But just in general, no, I don't think we are allowed to know. Yeah, and I think at the time, was there up to 180 men on the sex offenders list in the area you were in at the time? Yeah, I think there was, yeah. Yeah, That's I mean, it's just you just don't know, do you? Who's living next yeah. door, who you're passing in the street, who you're talking to, who you're being friendly to, you just don't know. And then would it, like in future now, I suppose, well, after that, did your relationship change with being friendly with men in general, your neighbours or anything like that? Or just kind of wonder a situation if you were met someone on the train on the way to work or something like that. Were you a bit wary of how you might interact with anyone or anything like that, that someone might pick it up and interpret it a wrong way? Which, of course, you were only being friendly, but I'm just wondering, did you get a bit, any bit standoffish? Um, I tried not to because I just thought he, you know, he is not going to change my the way I am with people. That's his issue. You know, he chose to interpret it the way he did. That's up to him. Yeah. So I tried not to be like that, no. And, and Claire, did you, since he moved out, did you ever see him again? Did he ever no, walk past never, your house? No, never. Never. No, no. Just tried to put it behind me. And then when, soon after he left, were you kind of like, when you were at home and your husband was gone away, were you still kind of, how long after did you kind of get comfortable being on your own? Was it a couple of months, a couple of weeks? It took a while. I, it took a while. But then... You know, obviously, I'd sort of run down and lock the door, and which I still do, actually, to this day. Um, 
but then I guess I had my, you know, I had my baby and then that all just took, sort of took over and I knew he wasn't there anymore. I knew the police were aware of him. So I tried not to let it affect me too much. Before I finish up as well, Claire, I'm kind of wondering, was there ever a time where you thought that you'd have to be the one to leave your home at the time that you felt yeah. I'm going to have to be the one to leave? And what kind of yeah. made you stop? What kind of made you like, well, this is not my problem? Well, that reason. And also I was literally about to have a baby, my first baby. Yeah. And, you know, we'd moved down from London, done the house. You know, I just thought I'm not I'm not leaving. You know, I'm not moving out of my home. And why should I? So that, yeah. That was a big thing. And if you think that there's someone listening now and they're listening and they're they're hearing what you're saying and they might be kind of like, oh, there's a guy similar like that to me and, you know, he makes me feel a bit uncomfortable, but am I imagining? What would you say to those people? I would say do not, if you have any kind of gut instinct or feeling or fear, if someone makes you feel uncomfortable, trust your gut because and don't, don't do that thing that I did. We're like, oh, I must be overreacting. You know, he's just being friendly. Just um, do something about it. Either tell the police or somebody you trust. And um, yeah, because it's better to be safe than sorry. Absolutely, Claire. Absolutely. Claire, thank you so much for telling your story. Um, Myself and Brenda really appreciate that. No, you're welcome. If it can help anyone, I'm, you know, that's that's great. Yeah, thank you so much, Claire, for being so open and honest, you know, and such a harrowing story. Really appreciate it. You're absolutely welcome. And just as, a, you know, a, a sort of positive ending, I'm absolutely fine now. And, you know, had the baby and it's all it's all lovely. Great, ah, good, great, good. great. Thank you. Thanks, Claire. Well, what a story. Oh, my God, she's so brave for coming on, isn't she? Scary stuff. Just goes to show, like, number one, we just can't, we just don't know who the fuck we're living next door to. Yeah, yeah. It's frightening. And I would be a super friendly person. I take everyone at face value. And there's been instances where, I don't know, would say man, woman, whatever, I might be like, I don't know, there's something about that person. And I mightn't want to talk to them. But for the sake of not being rude, I would talk to them because I don't want to be seen as someone, you know, who's got That's no... That's ignorant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah? And especially, I get a lot on Facebook of these random men. I don't even know them from Adam Norick. And it's like, hi, Brenda, how are you? And like the odd time I'd be replying back, whatever. But like, they're, they don't even, they're not even my friends, whatever, would you know. Would you reply back to those? Because then I you see, I, I don't anymore. But before I would. Yeah. And I'd be like, hi, how are you, John? Or whatever. And then... They'd be like, will you go out with me? This kind of a thing. I attract now, that's terrible to say it, but it's just, I, I don't know, maybe it comes across I'm friendly and I'm all on Instagram, jumping around the place, whatever, but I don't want to offend. And instead of offending, I'd make myself feel uncomfortable. I know. You know, yeah. when it comes to that kind of a situation. Yeah. You I... know, so if there was, if that situation incurred something like that to me, I can imagine instead of offend, rather than saying, listen, I feel uncomfortable, you're you're sitting too close to me or you're following me, I'd probably, I'd, not, I'd probably not make them feel bad and put up with it. I would as well. Which is totally I'm the fucking wrong. Agent. It's yeah. Been you agent. would too. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm putting myself into Claire's shoes. So if I walked outside my front door every day and my next neighbour was there pretending he was walking to the shop, pretending he was picking up the milk or whatever the case may be, I would still talk to him. Yeah. Because I don't want to come across like I'm an odd bitch, even yeah. though I, I, it's, it's awful, isn't it? Yeah, I was actually in a situation and you were there as well. I'll remind you off air. And there was someone at an event and I was quite uncomfortable around the person. Right. And he was standing there and he was just looking at me. And because it was a big group of people and people weren't aware of the situation. I was friendly to him because even though I was really uncomfortable, mm. but it was in front of people. And I didn't want people to think, oh, gosh, she's so mean to the guy. Even though I, there's just something... I was very uncomfortable, but again, I and that's only a few 
weeks ago. Yeah. And I what you just didn't want to create an atmosphere no, either. Like. I didn't. Yeah, I get You know that. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I was put in an awkward position. I didn't want to be in it, but just to put up with it. You know, for appearances, and you know, I just did so. Could you imagine that? Like, I just keep picturing myself getting off a train and I... in a dreary train station, and it's cold and it's damp and it's dark, and your man standing there. Yeah. Like what? Like sir, like what? That then I would be like, nah. Yeah. Nah. And she did the right thing. She went home, told the husband, rang the landlord, rang the guards. But no, I'd be so scared. And I totally get why she didn't press charges. I totally would. Like, what do you think you would have done? I'm on the fence there I think I'd be the same as Claire I think I would fear him getting out after and And I fear yeah I would I think I'd be I think I'd do the same obviously I'm not in the situation but I you know hindsight it's 2020 and all that but like I I feel I would do the same yeah and then but see then you'd be thinking he is obviously after moving out but who's he next door to now where is he I know is there a young and woman next door to him? Is she on her own? It's you know, the same situation is, going on. Is, yeah, what's know. happening now? So it is, yeah. It's it's frightening and laws need to be changed. And I know here in Ireland as well, Helen McEntee is looking into it. But I remember on Red FM, like we were doing stalking stories as well. But it's hard. It's just easy for people to believe you. You know, see, some people might be kind of like, I'm only imagining that. Asher, he's only being friendly. He's only being nice. Or, only being nice. Yeah. Over, do you know, and that's no... No, you just, yeah. You need someone to believe you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But look, if you have any stories uh, with neighbours, stalking, please, please leave us know on lor at goloudnow.com. Or even people stalking online. Yeah, that, yeah, that'd be very You know, even well. people stalking in general. Any kind of real life stories. We do like to do the odd one on the podcast. Um, and we love chatting to people as well. We love a real good story. We'd rather a real life story than a celebrity story. Oh, any, any day. Any day of the week. Any Give day, me so. a real life story. Yeah, so LOR at goloudnow.com. Yeah, and take care and uh, we'll chat to you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>